This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This episode is brought to you by sax.com. At sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Mom deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You can now call in your questions to the 4Play question voicemail. Dial 833-MY-4PLAY. That's 833-MY, the number 4, play. Or 833-694-7529 and leave your question. And we'll use the questions for our mailbag episodes. Hello again and welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. I'm your host, certified sex therapist Lori Watson, author of Wanting Sex Again, and blogger at Psychology Today and WebMD. And I have with me Dr. Adam Matthews, my co-host, who's a couples therapist, psychotherapist, and president of NCAMFT. Foreplay is dedicated to helping couples keep it hot. Each episode, we cover an aspect of sex that impacts your sex life and something that you can relate to. So if you find our discussions helpful, please give us a review on iTunes or Stitcher. We would love it if you would tell a friend about us. You can find us also on the web at foreplayrst.com. And if you have a comment or a topic that you'd like us to talk about, we'd love to hear from you. Please send them to us at info at foreplayrst.com. Thanks for listening. Now on to today's topic. Hey, welcome to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy. And we are happy to be here today. We're going to talk about sex and your self-confidence and how what boosts and inhibits our self-confidence. I love that topic. Lori, do you consider yourself a, a confident person? Would others, no, that's a better question. Would others consider you a confident <clears throat> person? Oh, yeah. I yeah. think so. I'm a good fake. <laughs> you know, I definitely. So, wait, wait, so to speak. <laughs> so is that also self confidence is just projecting something that you're not, right? Is that what you, you're saying? Do you know that the number one fear in all people is that they're going to be discovered as a fraud? Oh yeah, that totally. is the number one fear for everybody. Yeah, you know, like like all of us secretly harbor around this this worry, like, am I really as good as as people think I am? You uh, know? That's right. Yeah. So yeah, we all. So, so all of us are trying to fake it to we make it. Is that's that, right. That's right. We just need to accept that we are that good. Yeah. I am. Gener- I think people would say that I'm a self-confident person, but I think they would probably also say that I'm a little arrogant, right? I think, I, how do I get really? my self-confidence to come across, not come across as, oh yeah, yeah, totally. I don't see that. Uh, Although I think, your Facebook I think is kind of fun. That may be, that may be the, uh, the fear, right? The fear is that people are going to see me as arrogant rather than as confident, but I would, I would totally say people 
Don't worry but about my, it. My, Don't worry about my it. haters, all my haters out there, they're going to let, let they're going to say let hate, they're yeah. going to say that I'm arrogant. So, <laughs> exactly. what what is what is it about this that is important in sex? Lori, how does self-confidence translate into your sexual life? Well, I think that being self-confident both as a person in our bodies and in our sexual technique and in our ability as lovers, yeah. right? I mean, it gives us a, a way to enter the experience and be really present to the experience yeah. versus this self-consciousness or inhibition or worry or anxiety. It's like we can just be in it and be in it fully. And, oh, and that makes it more exciting, makes it more hot. You know, it brings our full self to the moment instead of all these worries. Yeah, that's not faking right? it till you make it, right? That's I not mean, faking that's, it till you make it. And, that's and, like and, being present. Oh, yeah, totally. Be, I love that. I love that concept of being fully present with each other, um, of being confident about the vulnerability that it takes to be in that, right? And ideally, both of us come into the sexual experience with that, right? Both each partner comes in fully self-confident and that is in essence what makes it hot, right? That's yeah. what makes it f- so fulfilling and takes it to another level. Yeah, and I think we we feed that and nurture each other with that, you know, with words and responsiveness. You mm-hmm. know, we, we tell each other, like, that was so great or I love when yeah. you're doing that. I mean, we can help the other person, our partner, build their self-confidence just by our, you know, responding to them and reassuring them. Yeah. Because when it's be not great. when it's not that way, right? When one or both of us is lacking in that self confidence, we the sexual encounter becomes really awkward and stilted, right? Mm-hmm. And we end up not getting what we need out we of it. We shut down. Oh, we shut yeah. down. We don't. When talk, we're thinking about ourselves and what's wrong with us, what's wrong with our body, yeah. what's wrong with our you know technique or whatever, we're just shut down completely. We're not connecting, right? And so then I don't I don't ask for what I need. I don't yeah. talk about what feels good, what's pleasurable to me. It all gets inside my own head, and then we're trying to do something that maybe neither one of us really really wants, right? Exactly. In that exactly. in that moment, that confidence, right? The things that affect our level of self confidence, it's different. You know, we talk a lot about the male and female aspect of it, but there's a lot of things that affect that for men and women that can, that sometimes is specific. Some things are for, for all of us, mm-hmm. right? Um, but some mm-hmm. things are specific to for, gender. To, to sure. gender. So from your standpoint, what affects self-confidence in women? Right? So, I mean, I think the number one thing in women is her sense of her desirability, of her attractiveness. Mm-hmm. You know, it doesn't really matter if she's attractive or not. You know, okay. it doesn't matter how others scale her. It's like what she believes about herself. Okay. You know, there's this gynecologist who does research, and her name is Gabriel Downey, and she says it's like the single most interference with women's desire is her body image, and no kidding. Mm. I mean, and we're we're in a war, right? We're in a war with the media about our bodies mm. and about what we should look like and how much we should weigh, and I think, you know, how fit we should be. You know, definitely. I had a girlfriend once who told me, you know, I kind of vary between fit and uber fit. I'm like, I hate you. you know? what, does, <laughs> what is uber fit? fit? And uber fit. Good <laughs> Lord. You know, but definitely there's high pressure, right, on yeah. women, to, especially when you're taking off all your clothes. You know, there's this sense of, am I fit enough to be viewed, to mm. be touched? You know, because even in the dark, right, people can feel your muscles or not, yeah. or your firmness, and, and all that becomes really you know, part of our sense of the yeah. sexual self. From an from an outsider's perspective, it seems like, um, and you tell me if I'm right or wrong on this, that women, there's so many mess- things that women are comparing themselves to. Mm-hmm. Like that they're they're comparing themselves to every every kind of standard that comes up that they encounter. And that, that seems pretty endless throughout the day. 
Would you say would you say that that's accurate? Yeah, and I think it, it is the modern world, right? Yeah. I mean, two generations ago, it really wasn't like this. Mm-hmm. Uh, but now there's not only television and movies, but there's social media. There's yeah. Instagram. There's everything you can imagine. Yeah. Um, there's Facebook. We're comparing ourselves against the beautiful pictures, you know, mm-hmm. right? There's Just some... had the, the spring holidays, Easter and yeah. Passover, and everybody's got those gorgeous pictures on their mm-hmm. Facebook and pretty spring dresses and you know, there's just a ton of opportunity for comparison. Not only that, there's a lot of good studies about the, the metric of it as well, because now social media adds a metric to self-esteem, right? And there's a particular study about adolescent girls, girls in, in middle school and junior high, where they like their, their levels of depression and anxiety rose and fell with the number of likes that they got because they can oh compare that. Well, they can compare that to their friend whose picture is right above theirs, right? right who's getting gets, who's getting way more likes than they oh, are. This is, and this is all something of a sudden, I hadn't thought of. Well, the study was talking about like the first, the, for instance, the first day of school outfit, Right. Yeah. That comes in like right. it's no longer they're just comparing it to the people in their school. They're comparing it to worldwide to people whose first day of school outfits got uh, that got that metric. Right. Uh, that got that instant boost. Yeah. So that that is affecting. New, I mean, and, that, and that's problem. not that's not exclusive to adolescents. Right. It's affecting adults like adults are sure. doing that as well. Um, and so there's this metric there that's affecting self-esteem as well. I, I think, too, you know, s- certainly while we've, we're talking about the young girls, I mean, I think as women age, there's there's a huge issue with self-confidence. Mm-hmm. You know, I was talking to a woman who was out dating again. Um, she was single again. And she was probably, you know, late 50s and saying, you know, what is he going to think of me? You know, I don't lubricate instantaneously anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, and I have to use lubrication, which for the record, I recommend lubrication for people of all ages. It's a great boost for yeah. <laughs> for the sex life. It really is a great boost. Don't rely on natural lube. There's also but, that the growth of and um, prolification of porn, right? The mm-hmm. access that we have to porn now has become something that is that women have to compare themselves to as well now. Yeah, and I think the biggest problem there is it's not just the exterior, the outfit you know, the hourglass, but now women are comparing their genitals to other women's genitals. And they're they're comparing them to pornographically enhanced genitals, right, which yeah. is standardized. It's all small labia, you know, small clitoris. I mean, it's, it's something that somebody somewhere said this is what's most attractive, and it's become a standardization. And actually, women's genitals looks wildly different from each other. You know, mm-hmm. lip size. There can be asymmetric lips. I mean, I mean, it's really different. But now women are hung up. I don't want him to look at me, you know, because he's going to think I'm ugly. You know, and she thinks she's ugly. You know, and mm-hmm. she. I mean, I think that's the problem is women don't see their genitals very much anyway. Mm-hmm. You know, men do see their genitals all the time, so it's it's part of their body image. But then women, when they do go ahead and look, or something, or God forbid, they have a bad lover who you know says a negative comment. It, right. It's like you know, this this has become another problem, another way to judge yourself. Yeah. For men, too, the, the issue is similar, right? But the, the ways in which we do that are different, right? There is still a body self-image oh, yeah. that challenges men's self-confidence. It, and I, yeah, and, I, and more, right? right? I mean, I think social media and even before social media, I think there's more pressure on young men, certainly, to mm. you know, have rock-hard abs and porn says that you should have what adam big dick <laughs> that's right Lori, Lori that's is surprised right. that i'm saying that dick <laughs> that i'm saying dick <laughs> she didn't think i would say that word uh now now you owe me the steak dinner <laughs> that's uh, right i won the bet um but it is about about the size the size of your penis oh, right yeah. 
I think so that's much. so that's so cliched, but it is so <laughs> there for every man, it right? Is. It is just it's whether or not you it's it's big enough, but not just that whether it's hard enough. And then you add into the performance aspect and, of it as well. And you add in porn. I mean, yeah. porn overall is disproportionate to to the male population, right? Mm-hmm. They are showing men with larger penises, yeah, larger dicks. Yeah, you know, it's just crazy. So many men are so hung up about that. Yeah, and right. Th- Try to remember, guys. Only twenty percent of all women have orgasms through sexual intercourse. You know, sexual intercourse by and large is your pleasure. But we're not remembering those stats when we're right in the moment, right? Yeah. I wish maybe maybe some guy out there will get a big neon sign that he'll put in his bedroom that it says only twenty percent <laughs> of women, right? Just to remind himself. But most of the dick time, size doesn't, dick, really dick matter. Doesn't, doesn't matter. <laughs> but I think that most of the time, performance is a big deal. So we compare our sense of self confidence especially sexually, comes from whether we're able to get an erection and get it quickly and whether we're able to use that erection to help her have an orgasm. Ah, no, no. Yeah, I know. That's true. And that's even, I think that's actually, I even like, I And that's why men want to last longer. They want to last longer. Oh, say say that again. You softened it. You softened down. (laughs) (laughs) Go ahead. All the double entendres. (laughs) Um, No, I softened what I was saying because I was saying, like I said, whether or not we use that erection to help her get an orgasm, but really it's whether we make her have an orgasm. Yeah. Right? We see it as our job and responsibility um, through, as men to do through, that. With the penis. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, which, I mean, a guy can help in a lot of different ways. Right. And yeah. The last thing before we go on to the break that I'd say, like, that I think is important that a lot of men are going to balk at initially, but if they really think about it, they're going to know it's true, is the whole issue around rejection. Like mm. when we like impacting put, their confidence, impacting yeah, their confidence. Absolutely. And women who say, I want a confident guy, but mm-hmm. then they reject him all the time. Yeah. You know? <laughs> um, just Good luck in, with in that. general, right. Whether it's a date you're asking her out on or whether it's an, a move you're making toward your spouse, but the sexual rejection when you are moved to initiate sex and she says, no, that rejection is so personal, right? It is because the so self-confidence is so tied up in mm-hmm. being able to perform sexually that it can be really impacting mm-hmm. uh, to yourself to your self-confidence Absolutely. right okay so are we going to help people with these things I think come we're going to try right okay, we're going to go we're going to take a break and then try to come back with some tips on how to build that self-confidence and how it can affect uh, affect your sex life so that we can make those experiences better and we'd love it if you'd subscribe to us uh, right now on our break just Hit subscribe, and you can rate us now on the phone. You don't have to go to the computer. Oh, that's great. You can rate us with the stars. It's great. So please consider rating us. All right. Back in a bit. Thank you so much to all our Patreon supporters, right? Yeah. Patreon is a platform where you can directly support things that you love. We really want to expand the resources that we can be able to provide right. to you as our listeners. If you know our work touches you and our work helps you, we would be so grateful for your support. Just go to our website, foreplayrst.com, and there you can find a way to support us, and you can see our episodes and our blogs. And thank you so much, guys. Speaking with certified sex therapist Lori Watson from Awakening Center for Couples and Intimacy. 
Lori, what is an intensive? So an intensive is 12 to 14 hours of therapy all in one weekend. And it's a way to really make fast progress compared to weekly therapy. I mean, there's just so much more you can get done when you have a chunk of time. Overcome the challenges in your relationship and your sex life. Learn more about intensives and Awakening Center's other services at awakenloveandsex.com. At Matthews Counseling, we believe it is our job to come alongside you in whatever difficult challenges of life you are in and help you rediscover hope and to find the strength that you have to face those challenges. We strive to create a safe and comfortable place for you to explore who you want to be and identify the obstacles standing in your way. Oftentimes, the first step toward finding help is the hardest, but it can also be the bravest. Give us a call at 919-587-8018. Find us online at matthewscounseling.net. We look forward to working with you. Welcome back to 4Play Radio Sex Therapy and catch us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. Uh, we'd love to have you. And, and we're having discussions on Facebook, so that's, yeah. that's kind of fun. We're on all the socials. Yeah, we're on the, all the socials. Up. Okay, so we want to help people with their self-confidence, right? Let's think about it, girlfriend. How can you get past this enormous pressure of against your, your body self-image? I mean, Did you just call is, me girlfriend? I, I was sort of talking to them. Oh, there was the general girlfriend. Yeah, there was the girlfriends out there? Yes. All right. There's the girlfriend out there. All right, girlfriends, let's talk. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> what would you say? What would you say to your you're, girlfriends? You're killing me today, Adam. <laughs> what would you say to your girlfriends? What would you say? What was the number one thing? You know, I think the number one thing I would say is, you know, you, you are so beautiful. Mm. I, I have had, I have really somebody right now who is. This episode is brought to you by Sax.com. At Sax.com, it's easy to find your new vibe. Dive into the Western trend with gold cowboy boots from Stott. Or go full 90s throwback with platforms from Prada. You can shop for everything on your agenda. Whether it's a breezy Zimmerman dress for a garden party or a bright Chloe blazer for brunch. Find inspiration for your new vibe. Every day at Saks.com. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and... What do I even say other than, hey? (sighs) Well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble. With exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Probably one of the most beautiful women I have ever known as my patient, and she doesn't get it. Mm. She doesn't get how incredibly beautiful she is. I mean, it's... It's it's she lives with this audience, right? This audience in her head that is critical. It's not even an evaluation of the body. It's the mm-hmm. fantasy about what other people are saying about her that are critical. Yeah. And I think that's the same thing in bed is there's a fantasy in a woman's head that says when I'm naked, he's saying, oh, my God, you know, I, I don't like uh, – this about your body, you know. Mm-hmm. I, somebody else told me recently that he saw his wife naked, and he came over, and he was just like, just basically mesmerized by her breasts, you know. And she says, "Yeah, but look at this," and, and grabs her stomach, and he's like, "You know what? I didn't. I didn't look at that. I didn't that. I didn't even see that. I'm like mesmerized by your body." Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, I and think some of it is forget about the the critical voice. 
Right. But to, to be able to do that, though, I think one of the things that we have to do is develop those positive self-talk messages mm-hmm. to ourselves. I, I know people always look at me weird when I say this, but you have to you have to talk to yourself. Right. You have to whether it's out loud. I have one guy who just who just talks to himself out loud in the middle of the store all the time to calm himself down. But I think for <laughs> self-confidence, like you have to develop positive self messages to counter all the negative messages that you hear. Yeah. Right. So what you're saying is you have to say you're, you're beautiful, beautiful. You are smart. Yeah, you yeah. are precious. What is that? That was a lovely thing from that movie. Yeah. I think you have to you have to say that over and over again to yourself. And those type of things that you have to develop to really kind of fight back all the, the onslaught of negative thoughts. Yeah. Right. And I think you have to stop the comparison game. Oh, yeah. I mean, Absolutely. I'm definitely like a girl watcher, right? Not because I, I, I lean that way, but because I am interested in what she's wearing, how much weight she's lost. I mean, it's just kind of natural. I, But I had another friend recently who said, I went off Facebook. You know, I'm mm. no longer on Facebook because I'm tired of that comparison game, both in the economics, in the looks or whatever. I mean, you just got to... Forget about it. Yeah. What we're really talking about there is internal validation versus external validation, mm-hmm. right? Explain that. Well, because your external validation is the comparison. You're you're getting your validation or your self-worth and your self-confidence from everything that's around you, right? And mm-hmm. the problem with that is that it always changes, mm-hmm. right? The messages that you're going to get about what's sexy and what's fit and what is okay are always going to change. They're going to evolve over time or they're going to get louder or there's going to get more of them or there's going to be a new social media that's directly plugged into your brain that's going to be constantly sending you images yeah. of whatever yeah. it is. Like it's it's yeah, always or, going to change. Or just like growing up in California, which is what I did. Oh, yeah. <laughs> growing up in California, there's like a huge message in your wow. head about that you, you that you look. That you came out with any kind of self-confidence <laughs> yeah. from that. Well, amazing. Yeah, amazing. That, but, like women in North Carolina don't always talk about dieting and exercise. It's amazing. amazing. Yeah. Right, but okay. internal validation comes about because it's something that is constant. It, it can never change. It's an, it's, you're getting your it self-worth. It comes from a secure place. Yes. Right. right. Mm-hmm. That's important why we've talked about secure attachment all the time, because that's what develops some of that, mm-hmm. you know, initially. I'm okay. I'm okay. It's the I'm ability okay. to say, I'm, I'm okay. I'm good enough. That's right. I'm good and, enough. And be confident in that. And then I think that also then helps to create an identity, your own identity that you can be confident in as a sexual being, Mm -hmm. which I think kind of gets missed sometimes when you're playing the comparison game. I I really think for women, you know, we are so used to being the object. And Mm -hmm. it it means statistically it is true that women are turned on by being the recipient of desire. Mm -hmm. But I think they need to be the subject of desire. What do I want? When do I want it? You know, because that's their own little engine. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and I think when you get out of that comparison game, then the, you, there's no standard, right. right? There is no standard. Nobody is saying, nobody is grading you on your your sexuality mm-hmm. or your your sexual prowess or your sexual confidence and saying, "Oh, you get a um, an F today," yeah. right? And right. we we eliminate that standard when we eliminate the comparison game, which I think is very important. Right. Well, what about guys? How can we help them? You know, redefine the success that they're having and feel confident. Well, I mean, I think that is that's the number one thing is they have to redefine success. Right. They have to be able to know, say, this is what is successful. They have to keep in mind that 20 percent stat. Right. And say that orgasm does not automatically equal success. Right. Orgasm with sexual intercourse. Let's be really specific, because I think it's I mean, certainly he can, you know, he can help her have an orgasm in multiple ways. But I think men are rating it as did I get her there with sexual intercourse? And that's that's just a crazy thing to to measure your self-confidence with yeah and and by the way when that happens it has nothing to do with size 
it, it has nothing to do with the penis itself, actually. It really has more to do with her anatomy. Well, I think I think that's another redefinition and another reframing is saying that the erection like, and the speed that you get an erection and the hardness of your erection is not success either. Right? Yeah, and that's it changes not, over time. I mean, right. this this is a problem because if you know older men are expecting themselves to get instant erections, to get hard erections instantly, mm-hmm. I mean, they're they're going to say, then I'm I'm not as good as I was. Right. The, their comparison becomes the younger self versus an acceptance of, okay, I'm in my body now. I actually need stimulation. I need, you know, I need some talk. I need some connection too mm-hmm. before I have an erection. So, what would you define success in? If, if that's if those things are not successful, how should men think of success in a sexual? So, relationship? I think it's about connection. You know, mm. do the two of you have something that's mutually pleasurable and enjoy each other? Mm. And afterwards, you feel like it was a good time. Yeah. You know, the, it doesn't even have to be an orgasm every single time, either for right. him or for her. But that doesn't mean that you're not going to have amazing sexual experiences, right? Right. I mean, you're not you're not saying that we shouldn't that success isn't going to include amazing mind blowing sex. The heights, right? right? But I mean, in terms of if you're saying I'm only successful or I, I'm I only can feel confident in my ability as a lover because I hit it, yeah. you know, rang the bell. It's like, well, well, that's crazy. It's like sex's purpose is broader than that. It's also yeah. to form loving relationships and yeah. stress relief. And it doesn't always have to do that yeah. for you to be a good lover. When, well, yeah, when mutually enjoyable, pleasurable experiences in connection, if that is the goal, then more often than not, you're going to hit those highs as well. Absolutely. I think the other thing for men, like, I think they have to, that exercise is important, but you have to do it for the right reasons. I mean, we're always talking about exercise builds confidence. It, it increases your libido. It makes you feel more attractive. But the goal can't be to radically transform your body into some bodybuilder type image that mm-hmm. you have in your head. Because yeah, that I mean, is always going to, that's always going to be a mark that's going to be difficult to reach. I mean, exercise keeps us alive. It also, for the record, keeps the penis alive, right? I mm-hmm. mean, because it, it increases blood flow, which pushes through the capillaries of the penis as well. I mean, it actually does, exercise is one way to sustain erections for a longer period of time. So, I mean, it's, it is important but it's not necessarily the you know the guy who's the gym rat yeah. who women think are so attractive. Yeah, you don't you, know? you don't have to do eight hundred bicep curls all the time for mm-hmm. this to work. What we're I mean, talking sometimes about sometimes that whole look can be a turnoff, right? Yeah, I mean, it, it can well, be we're not even talking distorted. about yeah, we're not even talking about the gym. I mean, I think <laughs> any kind record. of yeah, but I mean any kind of movement, right? That keeps you that keeps you moving and in shape, in keeps decent shape, right, keeps you alive decent. and keeps you moving, right? Um, I do think there's a thing, though, for men as well that you do need to educate yourself. Right, on, to increase their confidence. Yeah, I mean, they, yeah. there's some – knowledge is power. You have to have some kind of um, baseline for understanding They, they how, could, like, read my book. Yeah, Wanting that's a great Wanting sex again, wanting sex again. That's right. How to touch a woman. There's a chapter in there about that. There you go. Right? I mean, they have to have some basic idea of female anatomy, of how to move, how to be – all that kind of good stuff, Absolutely. how to touch. And, and I don't think it comes from porn. Yeah. You know, because men have plenty of education about porn yeah. and thinking that, you know, very little of it is really about what turns her on. Yeah. I think I think men a lot of times feel like they should just come by this knowledge naturally, like that it should just, right. it should just oh. bloom full grown in their mind. Yeah. Right? I have a friend as, who says, as as who would ever read a book about sex? You know, yeah. might as well learn to ride a bicycle by reading a book. Yeah. Now read the books. Yeah. It's good. Last thing I would say about men is stop taking rejection personally. And that's hard. Like, look, that is much easier to say than it is to do, um, to say that it's not. a But it, rejection, sexual rejection is not always about you. 
right? It's there's two people involved in that, um, and it's not always about you. So I, I think being able to manage your own anxiety around rejection keeps you available to then be able to um, re-engage in a situation where you're going to get a yes. Yeah, in a committed relationship, I mean, there is some difficulty in syncing up when both people want to have sex. So, I mean, I think that, yeah, absolutely, don't take it personally. No. And taking it personally can lead to pouting and discord mm. and upset, and then that sort of delays it for the next time. It's just like, okay, mm. not your night. Let's go. Let's do it again. Yeah. So, not your morning. <laughs> <laughs> so if people – what do you want people to take away from this? What's the one thing you would say in regards to sex and self-confidence? What do you want people to take away from this? So first of all, I, I think they have to – Quit comparing themselves, right? Yeah. I mean, on social media, on the movies, on anything that is media-driven and Photoshopped, I mean, forget about it. That's not how real people look. That's not how the majority of us look. So I think also learning to become self-accepting, right? Mm. I am I am who I am now. Yeah. Uh, and, and I deserve sexual pleasure regardless of how I look. Yeah, that, To me, that's the root of, what, of self-confidence is self-acceptance. It's like when you can accept yourself, strengths, flaws and all, and be okay with it, then you're going to be much more confident in moving forward and, and, and this in sexual is, encounters. Yes, and this is motivation to become securely attached, which we have talked about in other podcasts, and we will talk about again, you know, basically the end result of secure attachment, which if you don't come out of childhood with it, you mm-hmm. can develop it in adulthood, and it gives us that basis of, I'm okay right now, just as I am. So. That's great. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm glad you joined us talking about sex and self-confidence. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, or you can email us at info at foreplayrst.com. And you can call us now with your questions at 833-MY-4PLAY. The number four. The number four. My four play. Till next time. Hey, help us stay on top here at Foreplay. We'd love it if you would subscribe and share it with your friends. And please take one sec and rate and review us. Thanks so much. All content is for entertainment purposes only and should not be considered as a substitute for therapy by a licensed clinician or as medical advice from a doctor. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the Roaring Twenties. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.